Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first podcast of NASCAR with Nate. This is Nate from the future. I would just like to add real quick before the podcast starts. Um, this was recorded before I was quite ready to start. I was trying to get it out before the Daytona 500, so the quality isn't quite up to par with the rest of the episodes. I would just like you to know that before you continue listening. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the very first recording of NASCAR with Nate. Let's get the ball rolling and talk about what this podcast is going to be. NASCAR with Nate is going to be a podcast that comes out weekly, talking about the previous and upcoming race week. It will be coming from strictly a fan, someone who has zero money from the sport, and someone who is just here because of the love of the sport. We will talk about everything NASCAR from the race to sponsor news, track news, so on and so forth. This is a brand new podcast, and plans are bound to change. With that being said, that is why NASCAR with Nate is a perfect podcast for listeners, because I am very open to constructive criticism, and together, we can turn this into a podcast that everyone can feel a part of. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Nate Lee. I'm 20 years old from a small town in northwest Arkansas called Silent Springs. The chances of you ever hearing Silent Springs is slim, but it's just like any other American small town in the south. Um, NASCAR has always been there in my life, and when I say always, I mean it. My dad made my birth by about 30 minutes because he was at a NASCAR race. That means two or three more cautions that race, my dad would have missed my birth. When I was eight years old, I was about average except for one thing. I remember that year for Christmas, I got a NASCAR program along with some racing cards. I stored all my NASCAR cards in by manufacturer, subsorted by team. I could always tell you the name, team, number, and primary sponsor of every driver. Sure, my time probably would have benefited much more if I had used that to learn some school stuff, but hey, I was eight years old. Now I'm 20, I'm running out of, I'm running out of excuses, but, but that is a battle for another day. That is a little bit about me, so for the first time, let's wave the green flag and get started. Let's start off with the clash. Uh, first off, you know, everybody has that anticipa- anticipation. It's been three or four months since we've gotten to see everybody roll, and uh, I turn on, I'm, I wake up Sunday morning, I'm ready to go, and I look up what time does the NASCAR race start just to make sure. And uh, I get results. Yeah, so uh, I guess because of the rain, you know, there was like a monsoon in California. So they ran the race a day early, which is fine. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they got it in. I just wish that um, I wish we would have heard about it. Uh, I feel like so many people, not only myself, but the majority of NASCAR fans had no idea that that was a thing. So. Um, it just sucked. It was a good race. You know, I turned back and I went back and looked at the race, but even the, there's some stuff I didn't like there. So, uh, let's just, let's, we'll get back to that. Let's just go over the top 10 real quick. Uh, winning the race was Denny Hamlin. And then the top 10 after that is Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr. And William Byron. Um, you know, all those names sound like they're guys that be in the top 10, not, no surprises there. Um, but man, that's about it. Like I just, it wasn't, I'm not a big fan of the Coliseum, to be honest with you. Um, I liked it the first year. It was super cool being inside of a football stadium. Um, but that's it. Um, the atmosphere being downtown LA, super cool. The racing sucks to me. I mean, it's, Short track racing is short track racing. People are going to say, yeah, that was short track racing. But uh, there's Bowman Gray racing like that. And then there's Bristol racing. I think Bristol short track racing. Or even Martinsville. Um, 
that was more Bowman Gray, and I think that kind of um, racing in the uh, you know highest tier of stock car racing that we have, I don't think it should be a thing because you know um, I want the guy that wins to be the most precise. You know, I want him to perfect every lap. I want the reason he won is to be be because of the, you know, the strategy on top of the pit box and the precision that he had every lap. Uh, if you can get those two things perfectly, I think you should be able to win a race. You know, stuff happens. Um, you know, you get wrecked on turn four at Talladega, whatever. But these guys, you know, you're going into a corner at the Clash of the Coliseum. You're doing fantastic. And then the guy in 10th place five rows back, uh, locks up his brakes, slides into everybody, and you're wrecked. Uh, you know, Ty Gibbs, Joey Logano, they had their battle going on. Ty Gibbs was running a fantastic race. He um, he was running a good all race, led some laps, did great. And then, um, you know, he got turned and ended up finishing 18th. So it's just stuff like that that I'm just not – I don't like that. Um, also, the money. Think about – let's just think about all the things that NASCAR lost from this. One – the fan base is pissed. At least I am, because um, we didn't get to watch the race. We didn't get to watch the first race of the year. Sure, it's an expedition, but still, um, you know. So the fans weren't happy. The drivers weren't happy. The team wasn't happy because one, um, you know, the the purse was two point one million dollars. I think is what I saw. And so that's not enough. It's not enough money for these guys to go all the way across the country. They're going off over here for an exhibition race. There's no points. There's nothing. So they're going over all the way across the United States to race one race on a night early. And, uh, you know, it's $2.1 million purse. So all in all, it just wasn't – the teams aren't happy. NASCAR, they – you know, they did it a, a night early. I didn't know about it. I'm sure there were multiple fans that didn't know about it. So, you know, the TV ratings probably sucked. Uh, it's just I, – I wasn't a big fan of it. And my rant's over for the clash – um, you know, Denny Hamlin, I'm glad he can get the momentum at the beginning of the year with all the stuff going on. You know, you had that Netflix show. I thought the Netflix show was great. Um, I've been hoping for one for years because, you know, that Drive to Survive F1 show is pretty good, but it's not NASCAR. You know, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. I was just like, man, how cool would this be if we could do this? And they did it, and it was fantastic. You know, there were some, if you haven't watched that, take the time. It's not that long. Just go watch it. It's uh, the playoffs. You know, you get to see some amazing stuff that that fans have never seen. You get to go inside. Uh, you get to go inside the the trailers after the race, see the drivers. You get to see the drivers when they win at the highest, and then you get to see them when they're done at the lowest. And so it's just a fantastic thing for the everyday fan to see. But yeah, so Denny Hamlin. Anyway, he was a big part of that show. I think it was literally like the Denny Hamlin show. Because he had that, he had his 2311 stuff going on, you know, he barely missed the top four, so the whole show really was a lot of Toyota stuff, a lot of Denny Hamlin stuff, so he has all those new fans coming in, and a lot of people, you know, everybody knows about Denny Hamlin, whether you hate him, you like him, whatever, nobody, I don't think anybody really is just like, ah, oh, he's just there, so he's got all that going on right now, um, and then he wins the Clash, first race of the year, so he has all the stuff from the Netflix show, and he wins the Clash going into Daytona. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and go into Daytona. Uh, Joey Logano, Michael McDowell, they qualify first and second. Um, so they're in. They're going to be on the front row, which I'm filming this um, video and 
I'm taking this on Sunday. So they'll be in there tomorrow because the race got postponed. So Joey Logano and Michael McDowell on the front row. Your winners were Tyler Reddick. He won dual one. And who won the second one? Christopher Bell won the second race. So uh, the duels were good. Um, a lot of people had a lot of questions going into it because, you know, everybody's got the new cars except for Chevrolet. Uh, Toyotas were bad fast in the first one. So, you know, Toyota's problem, I feel like, has always been. They've always been great at Daytona. Their problem was in numbers. They've got nine at Daytona for the 500, so that's not going to be an issue for them. So, um, you know, those guys and Toyotas that you've been like, well, you know, maybe they won't. They've got all these guys to go up against. I don't think that's the thing anymore. Toyota's here, and they're here to stay. So this new car, I think, is going to be really good for them at Daytona, at least. You know, once we get to the other courses, we'll just figure out there. But uh, what else happened in the first one? So Tyler Reddick wins. He's bad fast. He goes from, like, fifth to first in the last lap. Um, Jimmy Johnson has to race his way into the Daytona 500. He's seven-time champion, but that's not good enough. So he's got to race his way in, and it comes down to the final turn. It comes down to turn four. Jimmy Johnson and J.J. Yaley are going at it all race. J.J. Yaley is throwing some blocks. Johnson was doing good. He was in the clear. There was a wreck. Uh, I want to say it was like 15 laps to go. I can't remember, but there was a wreck. Jimmy Johnson, he doesn't get collected, but he turns sideways and goes off the track trying to get off of a uh, trying to avoid the wreck, sends him to the back. Him and J.J. Ailey battle it out for 15 laps, and it comes down to the end. They're too wide in the back. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's behind J.J. Ailey. It looks like Jimmy Johnson's not going to make the 500, and Jimmy Johnson talked about it in an interview. But Anyway, there's an almost wreck. Something happens in front of him. J.J. Ailey goes high, and in his interview, he said, well, I was just trying to make it three wide, you know, give Jimmy Johnson absolutely nowhere to go. But when he did that, he lost all of his momentum. He lost the draft. Uh Jimmy Johnson goes inside, side drafts him, and he makes the 500, beating him by a nose. Barely beats him. So Jimmy Johnson barely makes the Daytona 500 in the, in the first duel. Um, there was a huge wreck at the end. Ryan Blaney gets uh, – he clobbered that outside wall, and it looked like eerie to – might have been the 500 last year. I don't remember what race it was, but he hit a wall hard last year at a super speedway, and it looked real bad. I think it was Daytona. So – uh, the first the first race was just crazy all in all. J.J. Ailey, uh, he was driving the car that Greg Biffle was supposed to drive midweek. Greg Biffle came out on Twitter or whatever, said, hey, I'm not driving that because they haven't paid me allegedly or whatever. So, uh, you know, if you look at the pictures from the race, J.J. Ailey's actually wearing a Greg Biffle suit. So I, for how last of the mill it was, uh, he almost beat a seven-time champion. So I think that says a lot about him and what they've got coming to the table. They probably had the worst car in the field. And he almost beat him. He, he really did. So that's about it from the first one. Uh, Tyler Reddick wins it. And uh, the second one had its whole thing going on. Um, B.J. McLeod was the star of it. So Live Fast is who B.J. McLeod was running for. They're part-time now. They sold their charter. So everybody comes in here thinking, oh, they're just going to they're gonna run in the back. This is going to be a joke. So they've got to qualify their way in. And they have to beat two other cars. I think it was... I can't remember who it was, but they had to beat two other cars, and for the time, it looks like he's going to do it. You know, he's running in the top five. He's making moves. He's doing fantastic. He's racing, you know, all these people that are here at the top every week, and he's holding his own, and it looks like he's going to make it, 
and then there's a wreck that collects half of the field. Ryan Blaney goes into the wall, um, and you'll never guess who caused it. Brad Keselowski. Um, you know, I feel like these wrecks at Daytona coming down at the end, these wrecks at Daytona, Talladega, but really Daytona are always one of two people. It's always going to be Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano. They always push somebody sideways at the front, and it causes mayhem. And, you know, uh, Ryan Blaney will tell you the same thing. Uh, after the wreck, I think it was with MRN, he, he dropped an F-bomb in his, in, his, uh, in his interview saying that he was tired of getting wrecked, tired of people making bad pushes, and it was uh, Brad Keselowski pushed. I think it was William Byron. I'm not for sure, but I think it was Byron right in. Um, he pushed him right in the trioval right into Ryan Blaney's quarter panel, which went right into the wall. Uh, it was an awful, awful, awful wreck. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you do this over and over and over again, Brad Kozlowski. You do it every time we're at Daytona, and every single time somebody goes off of your nose. And most of the time, you're in the wreck. So what are you gaining out of it? It's not the last lap. You know, you're not you're not pushing for the lead. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, you think after something happens so many times, we'd probably be like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's try something different. Let's back it up a little bit. Let's play it safe. It's a dual race. We're fighting for basically stage points. So, you know, I don't know. If if that's what the duel was like, I'm scared to see what Brad Keselowski's going to do in the 500. I like Brad Keselowski. I just don't like the way he drives on the super speedway. So that's basically what happened in the duels. Uh, the Daytona 500 was supposed to be to today, Sunday at one o'clock. That obviously didn't happen. Um, so it's you know, last night showed 75% chance. All the way through today, they went ahead and postponed the Xfinity race to Monday at I believe it's one o'clock. No, 10 o'clock. I'm sorry. And the 500 is going to be, and this is all Central Time. So. The 500 is going to be at 3 o'clock Central Time on Monday. So, um, you know, with the new cars and even the duels, I don't really know what to expect because the two duels were a lot different. The first one was a wreck fest. The second one had that real bad one with with um, Ryan Blaney. But other than that, man, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going with one more thing I want to touch is the Kyle Busch thing. So if you look at it, this is an interesting story to keep track of. So... You've got, this is his 20th year of trying. Well, technically, it's his 20th year in the Cup Series. I think it's his 19th time in Daytona, but we're just going to say 20 years. All right, so 20 years. Um, Dale Earnhardt Sr., yeah, he won on his 20th year of trying in 1998, okay? Six years later, 2004, his son, Dale Jr., wins the 500 in the eight car, all right? Ten years after that, Dale Jr. wins it again, 2014, in the 88 car. Here we are, 2024. Kyle Busch is in the eight car. I just say, why not? It's such a good story. Why not? I, I bet for him on my DraftKings. He's in my DraftKings lineup. Um, I also put Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski. Now that I'm thinking about it, that probably wasn't a good idea, but hey, it's too late now. So um, that's about it, man. Let's you know, let's go into a good year. I just hate that it got postponed because Daytona 500 is the biggest race of the year. You've got all these people down in Daytona. Hopefully, you know, they can stay for an extra day, go to the race. You got all these people on TV, you know, like everybody's got work tomorrow. It's 4 o'clock in the Eastern Eastern zone. Everybody is at work tomorrow when the Daytona 500 starts. 
So that screws everybody. We'll get to watch stage three, I guess. But I just wish there was another way. I was telling my dad earlier today they should just put a they should put a roof over the over the uh, racetrack. It doesn't got to be a good one. It doesn't got to be indoor. Just put me a roof over there. You know, it doesn't have to have walls. It doesn't have to be high even. The flyover is cool, but we can hear a flyover. They can put one on the TV in the middle. Like I, I just hate. I hate races being delayed. You don't gotta, and you can make it like curves so everybody can still see. It's just a great. I don't know. Maybe it's not such a good idea, but whatever. Let's let's go on to uh, my twenty twenty four way too early playoff predictions. So this year we've got sixteen going in. Uh, my first four are gonna be real easy. Your final four from last year, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, and William Byron. All four of those guys make it again. Um, I think they make it in without a doubt. Uh, Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott are my next one, so I've got all of Hendricks making it in. All Hendrick Motorsports makes it into the playoff this year. So uh, my next, let's do my next four, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Ross Chastain. Uh, Ross, Ross makes it in the watermelon man. He does a little bit better in the playoff this year. I think he wins a little bit more last year was just kind of off for him. You know, I think just the year before we were seeing Ross make some crazy stuff and I don't know if he was trying to watch himself or, you know, I want old Ross. I want the old Ross back. I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. A lot of people hate Ross Chastain. He's my wife's favorite driver. I don't mind him. I like him. Um, I like the way he drives. I like how aggressive he is. I like how... You know, if he wants something, you're gonna you're gonna get to watch Ross Chastain go get what he feels like is his, and I like that a lot. There's nothing, no pettiness, no nothing about him. He just goes and gets what he thinks he deserves. Uh, let's do the next four. These next four are guys that I think everybody has: uh, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., Daniel Suarez, and Tyler Reddick. I think all four of those guys make it in. Daniel Suarez was close for me. But, uh, you know, he's one of the best road course racers we have. I think he can probably snag one of those this year. Uh, and he does good at the intermediate track. So I think he makes it. And that leaves two spots. These last two spots were really hard. Um, Ty Gibbs, I think he makes it into the playoff this year. I think he might. Even, I think he wins a race this year. And uh, Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, I think he wins Atlanta this year, which will put him in the playoff. So... Those are my four, or those are my 16, just one more time, real quick. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex, Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, Ty Gibbs, and Corey LaJoy. Those are my 16. Uh, one more thing, let's see. Today's Sunday, tomorrow is the Daytona 500. Today, actually, this is the third time in Daytona history that it's been moved, which is weird. I feel like it's been more than that, but I guess not. Uh, it sucked going to bed last night knowing that it wasn't going to get ran today, but it is what it is, man. There's nothing we can do about it. So we're going to make sure y'all try and tune in for it tomorrow. Big big Daytona 500 race, a lot of questions that we'll have answered. Uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for some podcasts. And... Uh, Thank you for listening to NASCAR with Nate 001.